Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. What is cooking? This is Scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is March 6th, 2022. It is currently 2.39 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Just got back late. Yep, I went out late. Hung out at my friend's house. Watched, what was it called? Bubble Fett. We kind of binged on that. And then I, I told myself, you know, it's getting a little late. So I came back home, took a shower, and uh, here I am doing my podcast so, how was your weekend? Well, it's a lot better than what's going on in Ukraine, right? I mean, what's going on in Ukraine is very, very sad. And, uh, you know, what we're going to be talking about today is about, you know, we're going to be talking about Putin today. And, you know, I want to know, I guess you want to know, and we'll have this discussion. Well, it's not really a discussion because I'm just, you know, talking. You're not really talking back to me. Um, but I just want to talk about, you know, what type of person Putin may be because, you know, we're hearing from the media that, number one, he's a narcissist, then number two, he's a sociopath, and number three, he's a psychopath, right? And these are kind of the three go-to types for, I guess, media types, even psych- psychologists to classify anyone they don't like. Um, I've been called a narcissist. I've been called a sociopath. I've been called a psychopath by my friends who are psychologists. And why do they call me that? Because I voted for Trump. I believe that the mask mandates, well, no, hold on. I believe the masks don't work and the mask mandates are, uh, you know, a waste of time. I don't believe that shutdowns work. And because I don't believe that, my friends who are psychologists have told me, well, you're a narcissist because you're not listening to Fauci. You want to march to the beat of your own drum. And even if I tell them, well, no, I'm not a narcissist. I Here's the science. Will you please Listen to the science or just read it for your, yourself and see if you are like me and want to raise your hand and say, I don't think Fauci is right. And what do they say? Steve, Fauci is right. And if you don't follow him, you're a narcissist. Why do you believe you're smarter than him? Why do you, why do I have to look at the science? Why can't you just listen and obey? Be a good soldier. Listen, put on your mask. You know, when they want to lock down your wedding company, lock it down. Be happy. We're in it all together. And this is the crap that I've been getting from my friend, my quote-unquote friends. I don't really consider them my friends anymore, especially if they insult me that way, right? But this is the crap I get for, you know, voting for Donald Trump, you know, having a mind of my own, you know, you know, you know, again, you know, you're having a voice of my own, analyzing, thinking on my own, and I get called these things. So when I hear, you know, people say, oh, Putin is, are those three things, it kind of triggers me, right? Now, I'm not saying he's not a narcissist. I'm not saying he's not a psychopath. And I'm not saying he's not a sociopath, right? But those three things are persona- personality disorders they're not personality types. And, you know, here's one thing which I want to really, you know, express to you very clearly. If 
Putin was a narcissist, right? Or maybe why don't we say a psychopath or a sociopath who did not care about humanity? Why does he not just use chemical weapons on the Ukrainians and just kill them all? Just drop the Ukrainian, drop the, the chemical weapons. Or why doesn't, why doesn't he just nuke them? Really? Right? I mean, if he really does not care about them, why doesn't he just blow them away to, to smithereens and not care? But what is he doing? He's going in there and he's trying to win a war strategically. And he's going there and he's invading Ukraine. Let me ask you this. And let's be very honest here. The United States, under the guise of NATO, invaded Libya. And we overthrew their dictator over there, you know, Omar Gaddafi, right? He wasn't a good guy. Of course, they said he was a narcissist, psychopath, and a, you know, you know, and a, and a sociopath. Of course, they said that, right? But he wasn't a good guy. At the end, he was kind of a good guy. But here we go with Hillary Clinton saying, we came, we saw, he died. You remember that? The United States, under the label of NATO, invaded a country and kicked, and kicked out the ruler. Vladimir Putin, he is very scared that NATO would do the same thing to him. Now, United States also did the same thing to the leader of Egypt. And he kicked those guys out. He overthrew that country. And then who took over in Libya, by the way? Who took over the, over there in Libya? ISIS. They got control of the, all the oil there, right? And who took over in Egypt? Not, I think it was the military who took over, and also ISIS also took over some areas there, and they started blowing up uh, national treasures there. You know when that guy, uh, I'm not sure, I forgot his name, uh, over there, the guy who led Egypt, but when he was there, there was still a tourism industry, and those Egyptian monuments were still, you know, were still up and alive. Well, not really up and alive, but you know what I'm saying. They were, they were still standing. They weren't blown up by ISIS. They weren't blown up by Muslims, right? You, don't, you really didn't have to worry about that. Why did Obama feel the need, or why did NATO feel the need to go in there and overthrow re the regime? And again, we're doing the same thing that Putin has done, except we did it, we, the 23 nations in NATO said, we all think it's a good idea, so therefore it's okay to invade and overthrow a country. The United States went into Iraq and we overthrew Saddam Hussein, which gave birth to a greater Iran and then destabilized the entire Middle East. We literally went in there into a sovereign nation and said, no, we don't like you. We're going to take you out. And we killed a lot of innocent people in there. And, you know, there was a lot of, it was gruesome. All right. It was war. We went in there. And then on top of that, we go into Afghanistan. And we overthrow their, you know, uh, their leadership over there. And who, what happens? We give that to the Taliban. And then on top of that, we give them $81 billion or $85 billion worth of equipment. And we're pointing the finger at Russia. We're worse. All right? We're worse. But we think it's right. Because, again, we're the United States. It's okay. We're doing it in the name of freedom. You know, it's okay. We're doing it in the, we're doing it as a revenge tactic for 9-11. And where were, where were, I mean, where were those WMDs in Iraq that George Bush promised? Well, he lied about it. So the pretense to going into Iraq was a complete lie. And we think that's okay? Do we think that's okay? You know, <laughs> Vladimir Putin out there, he's saying, well, 
there's neo-Nazis over there, and we're trying to get rid of the Nazification of Ukraine. We're trying, we don't want Ukraine. Ukraine's a corrupt country. Now, how much of that is a lie? I think it's an exaggeration, so therefore it is a lie, but there is some truth. There is at least some truth to that lie, because the military over there in uh, Ukraine, um, I, I think they call that Azov or something, A-Z-O-V or something like that, a military battalion, which is equivalent to the National Guard uh, we have in America, they are made out of neo-Nazis. You don't hear about that in the news, but if you just Google it, you'll find it. All right. And this is their military battalion. They're one of the reasons why other European nations didn't want Ukraine to be part of NATO. Now, who is now? Now, why don't we um, segue into this? Who is Vladimir Putin? Now, again, now for, for me, do I believe that he's a narcissist, psychopath, you know, and a, and a um, what is it? The narcissist, sociopath and a psychopath. Right. Do I believe that he's any of those things? I think so. I think partially, but again, we're not going to talk about them as a, as a type of personality disorder. So why don't we just march down the nine different types of personality disorder, I'm sorry, nine different types of personalities there are out there, all right? And why don't we try in this podcast, try to analyze who he is, all right? So let's start with the first type of personality disorder. I'm, I'm sorry, I keep saying personality disorder, it's not a personality disorder, personality type. Now, the first personality type we're going to talk about is called a reformer, all right? Now, oh, let me back up here. The reason why, now, a lot of you guys are just joining me right now, just listening to my podcast for the first time. You have no idea who I am. Um, well, I am a writer, a professional storyteller, and when you do write, you learn about personality types. And for myself, I became an advocate of a personality a program called the Enneagram, or a theory of the called the Enneagram, where they define they, they define um, personality types into nine different classifications, and I'm going to march through those nine right now. Okay, so the first one is called a reformer. Now, what are reformers? Well, they have this fear of doing something wrong, and they always want to fix something. Uh, Donald Trump is a reformer. Uh, reformers in the movies are like, like Captain America. Uh, myself, I am a compulsive reformer. I have to fix things. If, if you ever met someone who's anal-retentive, they're a reformer. A person who is a, a, a compulsive debater, they're a reformer. Now, what's bad about a reformer? Well, a reformer has a... They have very high moral standards. Now, when I say moral standards, moral standards does not mean right or wrong. It just means they have a, a moral compass which they try to justify things on. So, for example, if I feel that you should, you know, um, if, if you're a person, if you're a guy, and I feel you should always open the door for a woman, right? That's my moral standard. And if someone doesn't do that, I get very angry. I would tell that guy, scold that guy, hey, Open the open that door for that girl, all right? Now, I don't do that. I'm just making that as an example. That's an example of a, a reformer, like what they do. Now, it can go even further than that, than that, and it usually does. For example, Vladimir Putin. He could possibly be a reformer because he has a lot of these rules that he plays by. He, he thinks that Russia, um, the... the um, the United States, not only the United States, you know, Russia, the USSR has been wronged. And he feels that, you know, um, the rest of the world has wronged him and he's out to fix it. So he has this moral code. Now, a moral code doesn't need to be correct. All right. Again, it doesn't need have to, it doesn't not have to be just. It could also be unjust. For example, um, Osama bin Laden 
is a reformer. He believed religiously, you know, that that the United States Christian uh, Christianity, um, Jews, or anything that was not Islamic was against them, and that's why they had to be destroyed. So again, it could work against you in a way. And when I say a moral, like when I say uh, a reformer is morally based, and their number one fear is doing something wrong, well, that's in their eyes. Now, I be- I believe that Putin could actually be a reformer. I really, really do. And I'm going to circle back to that. <laughs> I'm not going to do a, a Jen Psaki and not get back to it. We're going to talk about that later on. But let's move on to the next personality type out there. We, gotta, we have to eliminate some of these right here. So the second type of personality type is a helper. Now, helpers are extraordinarily generous. Have you ever um, been to dinner with someone and they, they always want to pay for the bill? They always want to help serve your food? You know, uh, you ever met someone who just loves to help people out? Hey, do you need help with moving your furniture? And what they're doing is that they're trying to earn your love. They have a fear of not being respected, not being loved, so they try to earn it through works. Now, uh, who, who is a helper? Well, Jesus Christ was actually a helper, believe it or not. A lot of teachers are helpers. Yeah, a lot of uh, people who are doctors are helpers. Nurses are helpers. Uh, there's an argument for everyone that could be a helper. But the thing about it is that how it, how it def- defines uh, between someone who's just generous or not, a helper is trying to help to gain love. And then on top of that, when they're not in their best, um, they tend to use their generosity is the leverage. So for example, they'll say, hmm, you know, I washed your car, I did all of these things, you know, for for you like last week. Now I'm going to ask you to do something for me. And then they'll say, well, you remember all those things I did for you like that and you're and you don't want to even help me. So all of a sudden, they're using their generosity as blackmail <laughs> to get you to do things. And that's what a helper does when they're not very healthy. Does Vladimir Putin do that? I don't think so. I really don't. Um, I don't think he's attacking Ukraine and saying, well, you know, Ukraine, we've helped you all these things and we're just going to pay you back by just, by, you know, just really destroying your entire country. That doesn't look to be him. All right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the Achiever. Who is the Achiever? Well, one of my favorite examples of an Achiever is, uh, is someone who... Uh, Oh, why don't we just say this? Um, everyone knows who Tony Stark is, right? Tony Stark, Iron Man, that character right there is your typical achiever. Someone who looks good, someone who, who achieves so much. Um, and, uh, and the reason why they achieve is that they love to brag about themselves. Image is so important to this person. They want to look good, feel good. And, uh, and here's the thing. Um, the difference between a healthy achiever and an unhealthy achiever is that an unhealthy achiever... All of their achievements are false. All of it is a good story. The typical achiever is very charismatic. <laughs> you love them. They are talkers. You can listen to an achiever talk all night and you'll just be so enamored by them. And you'll come out of them thinking, you'll come out of that room that night thinking, wow, I just met the most incredible person in my entire life. They're so smart, so good looking, so well dressed, so believable. And you won't know, if they're unhealthy, you won't know whether or not if all of their stories are true or false. Most con men are, are actually achievers. Not to say that all achievers are con men, right? But a lot of them, 
when you take a look at, like, say, for example, the the Tinder swindler, right, on, on uh, Netflix, that if you everybody, if anybody ever watched it, that's your typical unhealthy achiever. He looks good, he talks good, charms women, right there, and all of a sudden he gets women to pay for his luxury, luxurious lifestyle, and he's conning them. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes, she conned everyone out there, right? She believe she made everyone believe that she created this like technology. If you prick your finger, you can measure, uh, I guess, the, all of your ailments through a prick, through a prick of blood from your finger. Completely false. Um, now, <laughs> switch over to Dion Sanders. Dion Sanders. He's someone, you know, he's so charismatic. I, I can listen to him all day. He says some of the most inspirational things on there. But he has also achieved a lot. And uh, so, again, he is his success is truthful versus Elizabeth Holmes. Um, her success is false. And that's the only difference between the two. Now, is Vladimir Putin one of those things? I don't think so because he's not charming. Now, he does care about the looks. Uh, he does have he does have a part of himself who really cares about what other people think about him. What you know, because he does have a calendar that's out for himself. He does like to take a pictures of himself without a shirt on, you know, on bareback, and him even wrestling tigers or bears. Um, he does have that. He does want to give off this image of strength, but is he doing it because he feels that that's just part of what he believes a leader should be, or is he doing it? To portray a false image. Is he really a coward on the inside? Who knows? Who, who really knows? Now, we're going to move on. So he may be partly an achiever, but why don't we just put that on the side? Maybe. We'll put that on a slightly maybe. Okay, moving on to the next type of, a, of, of a personality type. There's nine of these, right? So we're, we're going to a number four right here. So number four is what they call an individualist. The individualist always thinks about themselves. I like to call them more about metaphoric thinkers. They're the people who are not sure of who they are. So unlike the achiever who is very sure of who they are, very sure of who they want to be, the, the individualist is unsure of who they are and they're always looking for an identity, always looking to find a way to define themselves, and they're always searching for a reason to be on this earth. And uh, most artists are of this type. And the way they express their identity is usually through art or their new identity. And a lot of times they're very histrionic. Um, they, they wear their emotions on their sleeves. A lot of times they wear their identity on their sleeves, you know, so they'll color their hair purple and everything. They'll, they'll wear very dark makeup. Uh, a lot of transgenders are of this type of personality type. A lot of gays back in the eighties were of this type of personality type, but they're not anymore. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think Vladimir Putin is of this type of personality? Is he like Elton John, Prince, Michael Jackson, or any of the other artists you see out there who are trying to find an identity? Not really. So why don't we put that one, just throw that one in the trash, right? Okay, the next one, moving on. The intellect. Oh boy, the intellect. The intellect is your typical, your, your typical <laughs> genius. Why don't we say Albert Einstein? Even, even, we may even throw Dr. Fauci in there, but I, you know, when I first thought about Dr. Fauci, when I first heard him think, I thought, okay, he was a very, very smart guy, but you know what? He's not. Uh, Dr. Fauci, I'm going to back the truck up here a little and say Dr. Fauci is more of a 
of or more of an achiever type. Image is really important to him. He's not an intellect because the more I started to learn more about him, he's not one who researches data. He just goes out there, finds a camera, loves to talk about it, and then always tries to say the right thing. And he loves being on camera, loves being on CNN. He loves upstaging people. And image is just so important to him. And he'll say anything to, to achieve, uh, anything to make him to look good. So, you know, one time he was all for masks, and at one time he wasn't for masks, and then he was for double masking, and then, then he was for lockdowns, and then, then he wasn't for lockdowns. This is a guy who's all over the place. Now, the intellect on the other side, they're very much, they're very much introverts. They are the absent-minded professor, all right? So they're usually, they're, uh, you can find intellects in, in uh, colleges. They're professors who love to listen to themselves talk. And uh, when they're really, really healthy, they're not as introverted. But when they're not healthy, they're stuck in their mind. Uh, one of my favorite intellects out there is Jordan Peterson. Um, he was a, a psychologist over there in Toronto. And um, he spoke out. He spoke his mind. But when you listen to him talk, you know, a lot of times, it's usually it's just a one-way conversation. They love to educate you, including with Jordan Peterson. And uh, when, they're, when they're really good, they make a lot of sense. They have a very healthy relationship with society. But when they're not healthy, they're very much introverted. And they would rather just sit back and watch and observe people. And they would... They, they keep, they don't want to interact with society. So they go back into their man cave and study, study, study. And they peek a, they, they peek out of their man cave or their woman cave, right? And say, I think I want to interact now, but mm, it's, it's kind of a little scary. So I'm going to go back and, and, and research a lot more. So there's not many intellects out there in the world. Do I think Vladimir Putin is an intellect that fits that type of personality type? No, I really don't. I don't see him as an introvert. I don't see him lost in his mind. A lot of intellects, by the way, they get so lost in their mind that they can convince themselves that what they believe is 100% true. So a lot of, again, a lot of, a lot of um, professors are like this. And here's the thing. You know, the people who are convincing you of global warming is real, um, this catastrophe will happen. A lot of the people who were in charge of, of spreading um, COVID misinformation were intellects. They were getting trapped in their mind. They weren't looking at reality. They weren't looking at, I mean, for example, they're saying, hey, close down this entire world. Let's close it down. And they weren't looking at the repercussions of actually doing that. And, you know, they weren't seeing that, well, if you close down, if you close down businesses, well, people will get more suicidal. People will get, you know, they're going to get poor. You're already, you're destroying their life if you close down their business. If you don't allow them to work, don't get outside their house. You're, you are actually doing worse, more damage than COVID. But they could not see that because they are stuck in their narrow minded way of thinking. Okay. So is Vladimir Putin that? No. I don't think so. He's not of that type of intellect, all right? He is not scared of, you know, he doesn't retreat uh, into his cave at all. Next personality type, the loyalist. Now, loyalists are followers. Loyalists have one fear, themselves. They fear themselves so much that they don't have their own opinion that they're always looking for a rescuer, so you ever met that type of person who, person who says, well, you know, why don't you go to church? You need to go to church all the time. You need to go to church because all of us go to church, right? We all follow, 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 follow. Well, that's the majority of America. That's the majority of the people out there in this world. You know, the people in the hashtag society, the people who love to, who always get influenced by the influencers, 
and they're so stupid, right? Influencers are on Insta- Instagram are like not very bright. Most influencers are like type three. I mean, they're the third type of a personality type we talked about, the achiever. And a lot of times they're cons. You know, they don't really even believe what type of, you know, person believe what they're pitching to you, but they're the quote unquote influencers, right? They always care about image, right? And the loyalists are following these influencers. Now, do we believe that, that uh, Vladimir Putin is a follower? No. I mean, who is he following? I don't know. By the way, a lot of Democrats are, are loyalists. They follow, follow, follow. And that's why when the barking orders come down, and they're not literally barking orders coming down like on a sheet of paper or bullet points. They're just the narrative that, that trickles down from the top. Nancy Pelosi, the media, the liberals, they fall lock and step. They like to use the same verbiage. They like to use, use the same stories. So, for example, well, Trump colluded with Russia. Okay, Trump colluded with Russia. They all say that. All right, Biden didn't do anything bad over there in Ukraine. Okay, Biden didn't do anything bad about Ukraine. Here's And you tell them, here's the information. Look at this information. Look at Hunter Biden's laptop. And the loyalists will say, no. No, 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 no. I will not look at it yet. Oh, okay. So-and-so said it from the top to go look at it. I will look at it now. Okay, I'm a good loyalist right here. And that's what it is. When you hear the word, we're in it all together, that's loyalist speaking. The same type of personality type that's telling you, hey, you should go to a church like all of us. You should join the church like all of us, right? Well, the Democrats are doing the same thing. Oh, we're in it all together. Hey, let's all wear our mask. Let's all be good loyalists and stop thinking. Just stop, stop, stop thinking, all right? Now, here's the thing. You have intellects. You have achievers. You have all these people who influence loyalists. It's just incredible. Now, we can always get back into that later on when we talk about personality types. But right now, it's all about Putin, right? Is Putin a follower? Absolutely not. Okay, moving on to the next one. We're almost done. We're on type seven right here. So the seventh type. Seventh type is enthusiast. The enthusiast is kind of your adrenaline junkie. They just like to live life for the fullest and like to try everything out. You ever you ever heard about that kind of pe- people? I have a friend, you know, great friend, and she just loves to travel. So, you know, you always have to ask yourself, what country is she in now? Oh, hold on a second. Somebody just beat me here. I'm going to turn this on vibrate so that doesn't happen again. Sorry about that. I'm not going to back up. I am recording on my cell phone. I'm not going to edit that out. I just, I'm just going to apologize. So anyway, the enthusiast is kind of like your adrenaline junkie. Just imagine your hippie who loves to be in a VW van traveling all across the entire country, visiting all of the parks out there, just living up life. The biggest problem with an enthusiast is that they have a hard time settling down. Try marrying an enthusiast. Huh, good luck with that. They want to live life. They don't want that ball and chain on their leg. Is Vladimir Putin that type? Absolutely not, right? He's not saying, hey, let's just get Ukraine just for the hell of it. I just want to see how it feels. I heard they have really good skiing over there, and I just want that country because of that. This this will be a a lot of fun. I just want to live life. No, that's not Vladimir Putin, okay? All right, moving on from there. We only have two more. Okay, (laughs) this is a big one here. The Challenger. The Challenger. The Challenger fears being weak. The challenger fears, you know, looking weak. They want to look strong, be strong. And the way they achieve is that they push through and they always challenge the narrative. They always challenge, challenge the status quo. So 
you know, challengers make really good life coaches. You know, if you're just if you're just here and your life is just stagnant and you you don't want a teacher to teach you how to do something, you need someone to push you to the next level. You need a good coach. You need a drill sergeant. You need someone to tell you what to do. Get your ass off the seat and do something. Now, when they're not at their greatest, you know, the law to them, rules to them, it doesn't really matter. They want something, they'll get it by force, and they won't really negotiate with it. Now, I'm sure you're probably saying, that sounds like a beef head, right? Or, you know, it is, just to be honest. It really, really is. Does Vladimir Putin fit that personality type? Yes, he does. And uh, and we'll get more into that later on. So right now, Vladimir Putin either could be a one, a three. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm going back to, and I'm not, I'm not going to use those things. A reformer, an achiever, or a challenger. Um, the reason why I kind of stumbled up there is because uh, when you learn about the Enneagram, you just label people not by uh, label personality t- personality types not by uh, the 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 personality type name. You just label it by the number. So a lot of times, you know, if I'm talking to people who know about the enneagram, we'll just say, uh, "Is he a type one, a three, or a nine, or something like that?" And sometimes people think we're actually grading them how they look, but they're not. <laughs> so when I'm when I'm talking to other writers and they're saying, "Hey, you know, Steve, I'm having a problem writing this type this this character, and he's a type one. What do you think? Would he would a type one do this in this situation?" I would say, "No, nah, I don't. I don't think so." Um, but the type one's a reformer, right? So. This is, but I'm not going to use those abbreviations because you won't know what I'm talking about. All right, going back here, circling back. All right, so Vladimir Putin really sounds like a challenger. Moving on, the last one, the last one, the ninth type. That is a peacemaker. Peacemakers, when it comes to conflict, they cower, they run away. What do they want? They want to. They, they hate conflict and they just want peace. Uh, Pitmaster Keith. He's a, he's a total peacemaker. He's a healthy peacemaker. And it doesn't mean he doesn't have an opinion, but his first reaction to conflict is just to disengage. And I have to technically pull himself out of his shell and say, hey, Keith, give me an opinion. He's not like me. I mean, I'm a reformer, right? So I love to give my opinion. I love to fix with you. The hardest thing for me to do is shut up. My, the hardest thing for me to do is to shut up like Keith. Keith, yeah, but Keith, can uh, he can shut up, <laughs> okay? Does Vladimir Putin sound like a guy who would just shut up and he just wants peace? We're going to just, you know, settle this Ukraine war through peace, through talking, you know, through peaceful negotiation. No. So what is Vladimir Putin most likely? Why don't we just re- re- um, review it now? We went through all of them, right? And the ones we came up with is a reformer, which is all about rules, and then there's the, the achiever, which is all about image, right? And, and, and let's be honest about this. Vladimir Putin, image does matter to him, but what does he portray in all of these images? Strength and power, okay? I really don't think he really gives a damn what everyone else talks about him. What he cares about more is about Russia being strong. So now... What's the difference now? So, so when we throw achiever right out the window, boom, it's out, right? So now it's either either reformer or challenger. Now, these two personality types, they can all, you can, even in the regular Enneagram or even the screenwriting world, it's a very thin line between both of them. What separates that line? Well, the reformer 
is more than like, likely to follow the rules. So, for example, um, myself, we'll just throw myself into the ring. Um, have I ever cheated on a test? Absolutely not. I have not. Never, ever cheated on a test before. Um, I would always say, hey, you know what? If, if I don't know it, I don't know it. I'm going to get that grade. Even back in high school, when I, had the, when I had the opportunity to cheat, I didn't cheat. Okay? Now, when it comes to like a, a challenger, well, they have no problem cheating. They have, if, if here's the rule book of what, what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do, well, <laughs> they kind of throw that out, they kind of throw that out of the window and say, you know what? <laughs> Rules are kind of a, it's a gray area for me. What really matters to me is being strong. So now we can throw reformer out of the window. And what are we left? What are we left with Putin? Putin is a challenger. That's what he is. He is all about strength. He is all about power. He wants, he wants Russia to be strong and powerful and not weak. Does that sound like him? Now, this personality type always thinks this way, even when they're healthy. And, now, and, and not only does he want to be strong, he wants his people to be strong. Now, even if he's selfish and he, again, Russia is corrupt, he does want to operate from a point of, of strength. And he does care for the people of Russia. Now, how much does he care about it? That's really for, not for me to say, right? And is he, a, is he corrupt? That's different than a personality type. Does he abide by the rules of engagement? Does he abide, abide, will he abide by the rules of war crimes and of, of certain war rules? Absolutely not. Will he possibly use nuclear uh, nukes? I think if you push him, if he's backed in, into a corner, he will. Is he a narcissist? Well, there's an argument here to say, no, he's not because a challenger always thinks like this. Is he a psychopath? Well, does he not care about people? I think he does care about people. I think he cares about his own people. And I think he cares about the Russians being more important than others. So you, the Ukrainians, he doesn't care about that country. Does he care about what the other countries think? No. But that doesn't make him a psychopath because he does care about his own people. He does care about Russia. He cares about the country Russia more than anything else. So that's what it is. So do I believe he's a psychopath, a narcissist, and a sociopath? He may have a little bit of those tendencies, but not to a disorder. Whenever you meet someone who's a true narcissist out there, um, you really can't talk to him. You really, really can't. Uh, Vladimir Putin, he's, out, he's been a politician for a very, very long time. He's also been a KGB uh, officer before, a KGB agent. And you can talk to KGB agents. Now, can you believe KGB agents? <laughs> Absolutely not. But you can't believe any spy, even our own spies, okay? But, you know, I want to say one thing about Vladimir Putin. He really, he really has a way with the truth. When he, li <laughs> when he lies, when he lies, he also tells the truth. There's always a little truth in there. So you can, he can always backpedal and say, well, you know, I am telling somewhat of the truth or a version of the truth, even if it's not the whole truth and nothing but the truth, right? And uh, that's what you have to be really careful with him because he's very careful with his words. You know, again, he was a spy. But let me tell you one thing. When Russia was accused of meddling with our 2020 elections, 
He came out and told Donald Trump he didn't do it. And the truth is, he did not do it. Now, the media will, will always keep saying that, hey, you know what, there's this relationship between Putin and Trump. Trump is out there saying that Putin is a very uh, intelligent person. And the media, media and also Mike Pence out there and other Republicans who are you know, jumping on the bandwagon and saying that, hey, you know what, you know, Trump is, is actually siding with Putin and calling him smart. He's an apologist. <laughs> well, you know, he's not. <laughs> this is what pisses me off here. Uh, you know, Putin is a smart man. He's really smart. If we want to defeat our enemy, we also have to respect him for who he is. You know, just because we can't consider Putin stupid, because if we consider him stupid, that means we can be sloppy with the way we handle our warfare, with the way we handle Ukraine. So if we're underestimating our our um, our 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 enemy, which you know Putin is definitely the enemy of the United States right now, and the enemy of the world right now. But if we out there say, "Oh, this guy's an idiot. He's dumb. He's an imbecile," well, you're just you're not giving him the respect due. You know when when you play chess with someone. You can hate this person. This person across you could be the most evil person, even a damn freaking serial killer. But if he's a really good chess player, you will still say, I have to say, this guy's damn smart. I got to really watch myself. Serial killers are really smart. Con men are really, really smart, right? You know, the, the Tinder swindler, really, really smart, but he's not morally just. That's an entirely different argument. But apparently, politicians love to play with words, and because they want to run for president, you know, or they're completely anti-Trump, and they want the establishment Republicans to go back to what they were before, they're out there saying and twisting Trump's words and saying, oh, Trump went out there and he said that, you know, Putin is very, very smart. He shouldn't, he, he shouldn't say that. He shouldn't give that man any respect. You respect your opponent. You respect your foe. I don't understand that. Oh, by the way, if you're wondering what type of personality type Mike Pence is, he's a peacekeeper. He's a total peacekeeper, or he could be a blind loyalist. He seems to, be, to me to be a, more of a peacekeeper because whenever there's conflict that arises and he has to step up to the plate, what does Mike Pence do? He steps down. He steps down and he falls in line with the narrative. There is no doubt that he could have said something about the U.S. elections and he didn't do it. He, he, he backed down and he said that the vice president can't do anything out there to stop an election, an illegal election, an illegal election from happening. Yes, he can. That's why there's a stopgap there. That's why the Constitution, you know, designed the counting of electoral votes to be validated by the vice president. It's just not a ceremonial role. You know, nothing in the Constitution is done just for looks. Everything has a purpose. And in this case, and we're finding out now, there's news coming out now that there's, you know, you know, you know ballot harvesting. There was like, uh, you know, lawyers like change rules when they weren't supposed to. Uh, there are votes that are double counted. There's a lot of things that should have that should have been investigated. And we even have you know per, uh, people like Bill Barr out there, you know, saying that oh, Trump is this other person. Trump, Bill Barr, looks to be a, as like a peacekeeper. 
You know, Bill Barr had all of this evidence against Hillary Clinton. He had all of this evidence against Hunter Biden and also Joe Biden. He had evidence that Joe Biden participated in a quid pro quo thing with the former prime minister of Ukraine to, to fire the lawyer who was investigating Burisma who had employed Hunter Biden. He knew all of this. What did, what did Bill Barr do? He stepped down. In the face of conflict, he stepped down. What did he say? Oh, I, just, I, I don't think so. I don't want to do anything. So you know, Donald Trump, unfortunately, his vice president was a peacemaker. And Bill Barr was also a peacemaker. Not good. Peacemakers are not really that great to be surrounded by if you want to get things done. Now, on the healthy side, his son-in-law, I think it was Jared Kushner, is also a peacemaker. But he worked in a very, very proactive um, way. And... Uh, he worked. Um, do, he worked uh, negotiating deals with uh, over there in Israel, uh, trying to trying to maintain um, some type of peace treatment between the, the I think, the Israelis and um, the Palestinians. On top of that, he helped ne- renegotiate NAFTA. This guy was a great deal maker, and that's what peacemakers do the best. Vladimir Putin is not that. He's a challenger. So. Anyway, that's my podcast for today. Wow, it's 40 minutes. Wow, 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 wow. Hope you enjoyed it. I guess I'll talk to you folks later. I hope your weekend is still going good. I think I'll, I won't podcast tomorrow or today. That's Sunday. I'll wait a couple of days for this podcast to gain some momentum. And uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope the rest of your day is awesome. I will talk to you soon. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.